0: You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host David Drogemeyer. Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Before we get started, we are two riders who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we've covered the Chargers for over six seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, and now this is our fourth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Hope everyone had a great weekend. I know we are definitely happy to be back here with you guys after three days of not getting to be able to vent all of our Chargers takes to you guys. So, on today's show, we're going to be changing it up as we head into the dead part of the season. There's a lot of lists out there, top 50 lists, and all these different things. But, we wanted to do something a little bit more traditional and a little bit something that just we can shape more into something that we want to talk about. And that is positional breakdowns, breaking down the positions for the Chargers. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about Jerry Tillery and the Chargers defensive line. So, in the first segment, we're going to start with the top three starters, the guys we assume that are starters at this point with Jerry Tillery, Limbaugh Joseph, and Justin Jones. And then in the second segment, we'll be talking about what their impact could be on the Chargers for guys like Braden Fehoko, Christian Covington, who we expect to have a role, and former 7'3 on pick Cortez Broughton. At the end of the show, we're going to be looking at some of the storylines for this group. You know, Where does the pass rush come from outside of Jerry Tillery? our overall confidence in this group, and if any of the undrafted free agents over the last couple of seasons could end up pushing for a roster spot. So, David, let's go ahead and get into it. David is just coming back from vacation. I'm coming off of three days off of the show. So, we are ready to be back here with you guys and ready to talk about the defensive line group for the Chargers. And in this, we're not talking about edge defenders, right? and Wosu, Kyler Fackrell, Joey Bosa, those guys will have their own show Their own day but i think you have to start with jerry tillery here david because out of all of the chargers interior defensive linemen he's the one that was the first round pick by the team 28th overall he's the one with the highest expectations on him and i think a lot of people in this new brandon staley defense hope that he can finally kind of break out right five total sacks in two years so far did play many more snaps last year we still haven't seen that breakout so i think it's important to start by discussing, you know, what we expect from Jerry Tillery in twenty twenty one as he's probably the most important Chargers interior defender.
0: He is because of the lack of development. And I think that he has some tools that you are very excited to see out there. And he's shown flashes of his ability to get after the quarterback. And I mean, he's a little bit of a liability in the runs in the run game. I think we've seen that throughout his career. But his exploits as a pass rusher are exciting. I mean, you see some flashes, but There's just not enough consistency. We saw that in college. We saw that so far in his young NFL career. So we're hoping that in this new Brandon Staley defense that he's going to be able to break out. I mean, last year in 16 games, he had 30 tackles, 14 QB hits with three sacks. But one thing that was really alarming and and it's definitely going to be an opportunity for him going forward this next year is 23.1 missed tackle percentage, Daniel. And that is absolutely horrendous. That has to change and get better this year.
1: I mean, that was one of the big things that stood out because I liked his aggressiveness, right? And yeah, it ended up turning into some penalties at times and he just wasn't the most aware player at times. The missed tackles were very evident too. And I think that one of the reasons that you saw some of that and one of the things I think maybe stunted his development as a true interior defender was just, he was playing a lot of edge for the Chargers at times and in certain games last season, especially when Bosa was out, Melvin Ingram missing a lot of time. They wanted to experiment with him as that defensive end. Now they see him as a true interior defender. One thing that I did see as far as improvement is even though he had two sacks his first year and three sacks his second year, he had a lot more pressure during his second year. We saw him getting back there a lot more last season, but the run defense is the biggest liability. Like you said, you have to hope that Brandon Staley can help with some of that. And I think the scheme will help with some of that because One of the things that they like to do is really spread out offensive lines by their formation with all the guys they have on the front to really single up matchups because we know Jerry Tillery isn't going to be able to stop double teams, right, and anchor against those on a consistent basis all the time, right? But if you're spreading him out, if you're getting him one-on-ones, he still can be an impact player in the running game. He was a good run defender in college. So obviously he has a ton of expectations, and I think especially as really the only guy... We really expect to see a big pass rush improvement or to put up good pass rush numbers on the interior. He is so important. But another guy that is going to be very, very important, I know Daniel Popper had him as a very important guy in his top 20 list of how important Chargers players are, is Limbaugh Joseph. And David, he played 16 games last year, but obviously he finished with zero sacks for the season. Wasn't a huge impact player as far as pass rushing goes. Obviously, they sat him for some third downs and things like that. He wasn't always in there in obvious passing situations, but he was, you know, somewhat of a stabilizing presence, I would say, for the Chargers in the middle.
0: Completely agree with that. I mean, he definitely was a stabilizing presence because, I mean, yeah, he didn't put up very much pass rush numbers. I mean, no sacks, but he was pretty consistent uh, against the run. I mean, he had 62 tackles. And that's a lot for an interior defensive lineman, a guy that's in the middle, that's normally just a run stuffer, a guy who's just plugging up the holes and trying to open things up for the linebackers. He was very active in the run game. I mean, that's a lot of tackles for him. So, I mean, I'm hoping for Linval Joseph this year that kind of the same thing with the scheme is he gets more opportunities to get some one-on-ones for himself because we haven't seen... Linval Joseph get after the quarterback like we have seen him do in his NFL career so I'm hoping with Brandon Staley's defense he's going to have more one-on-ones more opportunities to get after the quarterback and show that he's not just getting old I mean he is over 30 but I still think there's a little bit of gas in the tank there for Linval Joseph
1: yeah and I think one of the things that could really help that is just having him out there less than he was last season last year he played 70 percent of the Chargers defensive snaps That's not ideal. I mean, that was one of the highest marks in his career. And you obviously shouldn't be probably playing the same amount of snaps at 30 plus that you would at 25, right? It's just different. But I do think the Chargers can help that a little bit by having him on the field a little bit less, having him come in a little bit fresher. And obviously, he does bring those intangibles that are kind of hard to quantify just with the leadership ability. It's a very young group for the Chargers right now. I mean, Justin Jones is going into his fourth season. He's like the next most experienced defensive lineman. I mean, outside of Christian Covington, who they brought in. But either way, it's a really, really young group for the Chargers. And I think his hustle was contagious, too. I mean, we saw him chase down some plays. You would not expect a player of his age at that position. Or
0: that size. That is a large, large human.
1: He is an immovable object in the middle of that defensive line. And, you know, he is pretty consistent. You know what you're going to get. I like Limbaugh Joseph. I think he will be a big piece for the Chargers. But it's hard to imagine you know, he's just going to jump up to four and a half, five and a half sacks again. That's the part that concerns me a little bit more, but not as much as it concerns me about Justin Jones, because we don't know that Justin Jones is going to be the starter at this point. And as we're talking about this, we're talking about three starting defensive linemen. That's only in the Chargers base defense in the three, four, where you'd have outside linebackers like Bosa and Wosu on the edge, three down linemen in between them. Yeah, you're not always going to see that, but we think at this point Justin Jones having played a big role for this defense in the past has the leg up in being that third guy for the Chargers. I do think that Christian Covington who we'll talk about next could push that a little bit, right? We'll see how it goes. But Justin Jones, David, I mean, this is the guy I mean, we talked about before the show. I mean, so many puff pieces. I mean, the last two off seasons, I feel like there's been talk that Justin Jones is going to break out this season, right? And Although he is an average to above average run defender, he can't be good there. He has one and a half career sacks in three seasons. So that's the one out of this group I think concerns me the most. I hope that you can take another step, but at what point are you what you have been?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest question mark for him. I mean, he's definitely been consistent against the run. I mean, looking at his PFF numbers, they're they're above average, like you said. I mean, they're pretty pretty decent. I mean, he's going to contribute in that facet, but we all heard about how he was in the best shape of his life and how he was going to you know, be able to provide some pass rush. That has not been the case for Justin Jones, unfortunately. He has not showcased any ability to get after the quarterback on any consistent basis. He is very good at, at making tackles. He's only missed 2.9% last year, so that's something I hope that carries over, but... He has to get after the quarterback if he wants to stay on this team. I think you can't afford to have defensive linemen that are really one-dimensional unless unless they're elite at that one dimension of the game that they're bringing to the table. So Justin Jones is not at that level right now. So if he wants to stay here and if he wants to you know continue to contribute, he needs to add pass rush to his tool belt.
1: And I'm sure if John was here, you know, he'd be telling us that you know he saw this coming from Justin Jones. All along, and that he's a bust probably, but there. I mean, it's hard because it's not like you're hoping for a bounce back season from him, right? Like, you just haven't seen it, like, you haven't really seen the pass rush upside, and that wasn't really his game when he was in college either, right? So, yes, there is a role for that, but to be a starter, you know, instead of a rotational run stuffing kind of guy, it's hard to kind of advocate for that just because we haven't seen him play at an above average level. As a complete defensive tackle, as a defensive lineman, so that's what we have to wonder if we're going to get that. How much Staley can help with that? And one of the things that will be tested will be the depth of this team. Is there anyone that can compete with him for that starting job? We're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, and right now, guys, you can even go bet on the Chargers, even though. The season isn't happening right at this moment. There's a ton of future bets to pick from them winning the Super Bowl, them winning the AFC West. But you can even just guess what position in the AFC West, right, that they're going to finish. So you can just, if you feel like they're going to come in second place, put all your money on second place. Or if you think they're going to upset the Chiefs in the division, you'll get even better odds. And this is the only place that we trust with our money. I love Bet online. I think you get all of the best props and odds there. And right now you guys can even start with a little bonus because if you head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on for some free money to play with at BETONline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David. So we talked about the starters and we'll talk about, you know, maybe some fringe roster guys in the next segment. But One thing that is continually tested for the Chargers is the depth, right? There's so many injuries. Obviously, you're hoping that can change with a new sports performance staff that's coming in. But attrition is one of the biggest things in the NFL, right? A lot of times, the teams you're seeing at the end of the year are some of the healthiest teams at the end of the Mm -hmm. year. It's just such a key point every single season. And the teams that are the deepest, the teams that can handle those injuries throughout the season the best, Those are the teams that end up making it through. So we knew going into the draft that this Chargers defensive line was not a really deep group, right? You lost Damian Square, which doesn't seem like a lot, but what did you really have there? right? You didn't have any explosive players, any real impact players on the interior outside of Limbaugh Joseph, and at times Jerry Tillery, but not as much. And after that, you really had no idea, right? And the guys we're going to talk about right now, Christian Covington, Braden Fajoko, and Cortez Broughton, still a lot of unknowns. But I think the one you feel like has a role with this team almost no matter what, if he makes it out of camp healthy, is probably Christian Covington because this is the guy that they brought in I spent seasons with a lot of different teams. But last year, he was at the Bengals. He's coming off of a down season, zero sacks last year. Either way, I mean, you still see him step out of that mandatory minicamp, and you're like, okay, this guy's like a Limbaugh Joseph type size guy, right? I mean... He's another imposing force when you see him out there. And you have to think that this Chargers coaching staff went and picked him up for a reason because this group is kind of thin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude is massive, though. I mean, let's just get that out of the way uh, first and foremost. If you haven't seen Christian Covington, go look at his picture. This guy is gigantic. So that definitely right there, that's what you like to see at your defensive lineman. But unfortunately, some things are are concerning. I mean, he goes from three and a half sacks to, down to zero last year. And I mean, over the last three seasons, you don't really like to see those numbers trending down. You want to see those trending up. So that is a concern. I mean, the tackles though, they have gotten better. They've increased year over year. So that's a good thing. So at least one facet of his game is getting better. He's been in the league for six years, but I think he's still got some room for some development. I mean, you never know, you get in front of the right coaches and in the right system, and then he might be able to produce a little bit better than he has thus far. But I love the fact that the Chargers went out there and replaced Damien Square and got someone who has some NFL experience to add to this group.
1: And has some girth to him, right? I mean, Brandon Amen. Staley said he wanted to be a bigger team. And I think Christian Covington definitely embodies that. I mean, even Justin Jones, big dude, just a different type of big. And I mean, he's not a true nose tackle. He's more of a three technique and all of that. But with Christian Covington, I do think it is kind of a reclamation project because, yeah, you saw some better years from him in the past. He didn't really get a lot of playing time in Houston his first few seasons because he had you know guys like Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt right next to him. So it's kind of hard to get snaps there, but Did have some promising seasons. I think that there is, you know, some slight upside here, but I think this is just depth. It's another body that you can throw in there. A big dude that can hold at the point of attack a little bit. And I don't know if there's a lot of room to get excited about it. Like, it's not a super exciting pick, but it is a pick that really reinforces some of the depth you have in that room because besides that, the other two guys we have here, I mean, it's a stretch to say these guys are going to make the team for sure because of what they've done either last year or the last two seasons. But the Rams last year under Brandon Staley kept six defensive linemen, not including the edge rushers. So I don't, it's not saying that that's going to happen, but at least five or six of these guys are going to make the team. Who are the next guys up? And I think we just went with Braden Fajoko and Cortez Broughton. Let's start with Cortez Broughton because that was the year that he was a 7th round pick two seasons ago. I remember he was one of my sleepers, a guy I really wanted because what he was able to do at Cincinnati he was just kind of a game wrecker over there. Still, in his first two seasons, he's played 11 games, 115 snaps, and has nine total tackles. Nothing to write home about. I mean, that's barely anything. I mean, he's been a healthy scratch multiple times for the Chargers. And he's a seventh-round pick, so, I mean, you kind of get what you get. But if he's the next guy up after Christian Covington, David, I mean, it's hard to know how to feel about that right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to feel like it's a precipitous drop. You just haven't seen very much from Cortez Broughton. I mean, one of the good things is he's only 24 years old, so he's still very young. And he can definitely learn and grow, and he can get better. But his skills, I think, are a little, a little bit limited. I mean, he didn't play very much last year. Nine percent of the defensive snaps, only five percent on special teams. It kind of just seemed like the coaching staff just didn't really trust Cortez Broughton out there on on anything, on teams or on defense. Which which kind of sucks for a young player, because I mean, at some point, you just got to throw him out there and say, "Hey, kid, let me let me see what you got." I mean, you got to get some in-game film. I mean, to, to to see what they can produce out there, but. Cortez Broughton didn't really get that opportunity. I mean, only nine career tackles in the two seasons he's been in the NFL. I think he's got to be a guy that's excited for a new coaching staff for just a fresh start, a new opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think that he's definitely a guy that can only get better at this point. But still, even as he's one of our people, we think is a reserve for the Chargers. And really, I mean, defensive line-wise, if 80% of the snaps, you're in a nickel and have five defensive backs on the field or more you're dropping one of those defensive linemen most of the time, right? So you're only really playing with two interior guys and a couple of edge rushers. So if the Chargers are four deep there with Justin Jones and Christian Covington as the backups to those, it's not meaning that you're super terribly shallow, but I mean, it's still hard to feel good about those guys as an above average group in the NFL, as we see it right now, as far as the reserves go. But the other guy we have here is Braden Fajoko, who. Only played in two games and didn't even register a stat was a hard knock star. And I think maybe that, you know, leans to some bias, but is a guy that if you had to choose from the rest of the guys that we have on here and some undrafted free agents, I mean, I guess he's just the next logical guy up, but still is probably fighting for a roster spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think his most famous moment was performing the Haka on Hard Knocks, right? I mean, which was cool. he's got a great personality, too. I mean, he's a great Twitter follower. If you haven't, if you don't follow him on Twitter, I'd definitely suggest it. I mean, he's very open, and he, uh, he definitely communicates with the fans. So, I mean, he's got a great personality. But on the football field, for the Chargers, he has not done much. I mean, like you said, only played in two games, didn't register a stat, which is something we talked about before the show. And I'm like, well, it's hard to get a grasp on a guy if he doesn't – doesn't really do much. I mean, he hasn't really gotten an opportunity. I mean, this is a guy for sure that is going to be fighting for his life to get on this roster. I think one thing that helps Braden Fijoko and some of these other guys maybe is that they're going to have that extended practice squad again and that they're going to allow guys to to be on that and I think that could be Uh, where he might find himself with this roster. I mean, this is a deeper roster. Uh, There's going to be a lot more talent. So that means there's a lot less spots available. There's more spots that are locked down right now. So this is going to be a guy that's going to have to really put his best foot forward in training camp to have a shot.
1: Yeah, he will. And I mean, I'll be the first to say I'm pulling for him. I mean, it's definitely a good story. I mean, I wouldn't mind him making the roster, but... It's just hard to give any true analysis on how it's going to translate. I mean, he wasn't a full-time starter in his two seasons at LSU after transferring from Texas Tech, comes into the NFL, makes the practice wide coming out of camp, but doesn't register. I think he might have had a couple of pressures in a game. I remember him getting in the backfield, but either way, I mean, it was nothing memorable enough to cement a roster spot for himself in any way. Hopefully, we see some of those improvements, right? The coaches last year talked about him being one of the most improved players, but We'll have to see. And the other thing that's going to help that, David, is not just the extended practice squad, but the return of preseason games. I mean, especially with Brandon Staley's thought process or philosophy on how much he wants to keep these players healthy going into the season. It's hard to imagine the starters are going to get a lot of run in preseason. That's how guys make rosters a lot of times when they're kind of long shots. So in the next segment, we'll talk about some long shots that could be pushing for a roster spot with the Chargers and talk about our overall confidence in the group and where the interior pass rush is going to come from coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar and of course i'm talking about built bars one of the things that i really love about built bars is the variety that you get with them i mean i know you guys probably have your favorite protein bars you might go to the similar flavors all the time and i definitely have my favorites i mean peanut butter brownie is great i'm a big fan of salted caramel coconut's pretty good too. I mean, so many to choose from, but being able to kind of break up the monotony of having the same thing every day, there's nine delicious flavors to choose from. And you can get a box where you can try every flavor from Built Bar and get two of each of those bars so you can keep switching it up every day. I love taking them with me when I go to work. Whenever I'm going out, I usually have a Built Bar. I know my fiance has a couple in her purse all the time. And another reason is, is because for both of the diets that we're on, They fit in, and they're actually really good for them. So most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. That's going to fit into pretty much any diet. So if you guys want something that you can take with you that most importantly tastes great and is 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew, Bilt Bar is the only option. And if you go to Bilt Bar right now, you can use the promo code at LOCKED15. To get 15% off your first order, that's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at billbar.com. I also need to tell you guys about rockauto.com. The only place I go for any of my auto parts with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to have everything that you need at traditional chain storefronts. And why even go out and do that when you don't have to? All you have to do is go to rockauto.com. I've done it multiple times already. I'm a valued customer at rockauto.com. I don't know very much about cars, but... Even I could type in the type of car I have and find the part that I needed. And most importantly, got a great price on it. Because whether you're a mechanic or a daily do-it-yourself driver, you get the best price with rockauto.com. And you can find all of the different parts for your car or truck available on their website at rockauto.com. And when you go there, make sure to write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. All right, well, we talked about the guys who probably had the best chance to make the roster. But as we said with those last couple guys, I mean, for Braden Fajoco, for Cortez Broughton, even if we're pulling for those guys, it doesn't mean that they have the best shot to make the team or that they're locked to make the team by any stretch. And the Chargers will have a few guys maybe competing for one of those last roster spots and not get put on the practice club potentially, right? And those guys I would say right now are a couple of undrafted free agents from 2020. TJ Smith, the former defensive tackle at Arkansas. And also Joe Gaziano, who is listed as a defensive end, but I don't really see him as a linebacker prospect. So I think if he's going to make the roster, it's going to be on the interior, David. And then a couple of undrafted free agents this year in Forrest Merrill and also Jared Goldwire. So Jared Goldwire, a guy from Louisville who I think has a lot of size, Right, you would definitely be taking a toolsy guy because he is you know six foot six over 300 pounds, and then there's a guy like Forrest Merrill who's just an absolute like brick house. Right, he's just short for NFL standards, he's squat but super powerful. There's some interesting guys in this list. If there was going to be one of these guys that you think would be most likely to push for a roster spot in 2021 at this point in the offseason, who would it be?
0: Yeah, I think I'm looking at, at T.J. Smith, Jared Goldwire, and Forrest Merrill. As you said, Joe Gaziano, I don't think he really fits, and I, I think the position that he would play is already kind of sewed up. So, And honestly, if I'm Jared Goldwire and Forrest Merrill, I'm loving the fact that I got signed by the Chargers because they have a completely new coaching staff. So there's a new clean slate. They have every opportunity, just like everyone else, to try to make an impression and earn a roster spot. I think that's where I'm looking to go if I'm an undrafted free agent. If I'm in that bunch, this is the place I want to be because they can make whatever impression that they go out there and show on the football field. So if I'm looking at guys that will make this roster, I'm looking at Goldwire and Forrest Merrill.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it would make some sense for Joe Gaziano in a 3-4 to kind of play that defensive end in a base formation. I could kind of see that. And I mean, as far as just collegiate you know, experience and collegiate, accomplishments he's the guy that has the most of them right i mean one of the leaders in the big 10 all-time in sacks came in as a guy who was thought to be a late draft pick but wasn't super surprised to be an undrafted free agent but i mean the guy i'd be rooting for is forrest merrill because really the only big knock on him is the short arms but i love his physicality at the point of attack people think that now with christian covington being really limbaugh joseph's backup and more of a nose tackle position that forrest merrill is now kind of Maybe there's some collateral damage due to that move, but hard not to pull for the guy. I mean, he had a pretty successful collegiate career at Arkansas State and ended his collegiate career in three seasons. He only ended up playing 28 games, but was able to bring down 17 and a half tackles for us and eight and a half sacks. So we've seen some shorter guys, some guys that didn't have as long of arms have some success in the NFL. I'm not saying I think he's going to make the team, but one of the guys I'm definitely rooting for as we head into training camp because he's a pretty fun player to watch. I think he'd be kind of a Chargers fan favorite if he was to make the team. But one of the things that the Chargers will have to hope for is whoever makes the team, David, this year, they get more out of some of the players that they already have to. Like, for example, last year with Brandon Staley, Morgan Fox had six sacks. Morgan Fox, who most people had never heard of. He had three seasons before that. He had four and a half sacks his first three seasons in the league. One year in Brandon Staley. He has six sacks. Then you go to a guy like Sebastian Joseph Day, who's a solid player, but ended up last year top five in the NFL in terms of run stop win rate, winning matchups up front, one on ones, making plays on the ball carrier. And those are guys that, you know, probably don't get glorified as much, but he found ways to have those guys play good roles for that number one defense in the NFL last year. So, Brandon is going to gonna get
0: a lot of gift baskets, man. I mean, he's making a lot of players a lot of money.
1: For sure, right? And I think the next biggest question now is, can he get some more pass rush on the interior? Because we've talked about it for so long. You can have Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on the outside. If you don't have any push in the middle, it just makes their job that much harder. So I think there was a realistic expectation to see Jerry Tillery improve his pass rush numbers and help with that interior pass rush, David. But... At the same time, outside of that, who are you really hoping can get, you know, can either come back or really improve their game enough to be a factor on the interior for the Chargers outside of when, you know, guys like Joey Bosa rush on the inside and things like that. I mean, (sighs) Justin Jones at this point, I'm not excited about that. Limbaugh, Joseph, maybe a couple sacks, but I think that is a real concern for this group right now.
0: It is. I mean, you don't just don't look at any of those guys and, and you feel confident that they're going to be able to provide some pass rush in the middle, which it, which sucks. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, it's not the best feeling when, you know, you have to, to depend on those guys on the outside so much. I mean, pass rushing, when you get a push in the middle, is so much easier. You get a lot more lanes, you get a lot more one-on-ones. I mean, you don't have guys that can help, uh, you know, help the tackles out, so... I mean, it's it's so important, and, and it's definitely something the Chargers have lacked. And I don't look at any of these guys, and I'm terribly excited with what they're going to be able to bring. I, I'd like to see maybe Christian Covington come back and, and return to form. I mean, he's still kind of young. So if he provides four, four and a half, five sacks, and, you know, we know the Chargers are going to blitz more, so I think that's going to help. But, I mean, getting some more contributions from some unlikely sources, like Brandon Staley has done, with his time with the Rams, that I think would be a welcome sight.
1: And I think that the biggest thing and the reason that we can't have full confidence in this unit, David, is the Chargers defensive tackles last year combined four, four sacks. Hmm. One by Justin Jones, three by Jerry Tillery. They didn't really add much to that position. I mean, Christian Covington is okay, but you know he would have to have a really good bounce back season. I mean, that's just... Those numbers aren't encouraging, and even though you expect certain guys to take a step, will it be enough to have you know have a formidable have something that teams have to plan for type of pass rush on the interior? So I think yeah, not bottom thirty pass rush, right? Exactly. I mean, you can't finish well in pass rush metrics if it's all coming from the outside for the most part, right? You have to find somebody in the interior. Jerry Tillery is the best choice for that right now, obviously, but that's still a little bit concerning. I think that's why even though we're confident, you know, in them playing potentially average, I think under Brandon Staley's scheme, like I think this group is not something you have to be overly worried about, but the depth is an issue at this point and the pass rush ability, it all coming together for that group is another big thing that we'll have to watch going into the season. Really rely on having faith in Brandon Staley to get more out of that unit because the talent overall that was added to it at this point Wasn't great, but I think it will be one of the most interesting positions to watch at camp because I do think there's going to be some really good battles potentially for those last couple of spots. So I'm excited to see it. I think there is some upside for this group. I'm excited to see, but that is going to do it for today's show. We're going to continue getting into these positional breakdowns as we get closer and closer to training camp on July 27th. So today we did defensive line. Next time we'll pick something on the offensive side of things and break down that unit. But that is going to do it for today's show. If you don't already, make sure to go follow or subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the new Odyssey app. We would really appreciate it if you guys rate and review as well. If you like the show, you can find me on Twitter, Verified, just like David. And pretty cool. <laughs> well, Hell yeah, it is. Uh, you can find me at Dan Talk Sports. And you can find David at SD as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. And on there, there will be a link tree where you can find the show a bunch of different places. So you'll always find a show if you want to on there. So make sure you follow us there and on our Instagram page at LockedOnChargers, as well as our Facebook page at LockedOnChargers, too. The show gets posted to all those every day. Even though we're doing some positional breakdowns, we'll still be getting into some of your guys' voicemails. So if you want to get your thoughts on the show, the number is 323 323- Five two four seven nine two four to get to the lockdown chargers voicemail line and we try to get every chargers voicemail played on the show. But we'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. Until then, take it easy and go bolts.